Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Enter to win a free cruise for two on board the '90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the '90s on the first ever sailing. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interactions, and all-out 90s activities. There'll be over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, and more. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico on Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the 90 scom slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. It's 902-1OMG. With Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling. O-M-G. You guys? Yeah. 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 This is uh, crazy. Tori is not with us again this week. She's not feeling well. But we have a very, 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 very special guest host today. Don't we, Amy? I mean, I obviously agree. We have the number one. The number one. You're number one. Really and truly. Um, Let's introduce him without further ado. It's Mr. Ian Ziering. Thank you very much. (laughs) It's always a special day. Thank you, Amy. Thanks for having me on the podcast with you guys. This is always exciting. We love having you here. We love it. I only get ner- I only get nervous when Ian's here. But wait, we have to ask because what? we you were the big topic a couple weeks ago in an oh. episode we didn't love, but mm. we loved your smile. Oh, oh. it was last He's, week, wasn't it? It feels like a year ago, but I think it was last it week. It was the. Do you remember the '60s episode? Oh, with the wigs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He remembers that. 
Yeah. Literally, we said the only thing that we love about this episode is Steve Sanders' smile. Where'd you get that smile? Uh, I bought it. I mean, like <laughs> just about every other tooth in my mouth is uh, not homegrown. So why not? No, Amy was asking, was that <clears throat> was that a, a smile that you procured just for the character of Steve Sanders, yeah. or was this is this was this an Ian Zering special? And and I said that's Ian's smile. That's his grin. That's like your eating grin. You know that <laughs> that one right there. Uh, yeah, I was born with it. I was born <laughs> with it. I I I, I didn't. I didn't create a, uh, a smile for the character. It's so dreamy, though. And when Steve does it, it's so like, oh, I just can't. I can't even I, I can't even mind his like crazy antics because the smile is so yeah. good. Oftentimes, we all have we all three have the um, same notes on certain beats of the show. And this was a beat that both Amy and I were like. That smile. Oh my God, oh, what I so, would do I'm for so him. Flattered. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. I do. The I sure do. I sure smile do. Well, whatever. Smile. We're done building you up. Let's break him down now. No, okay. no, no. First, first, <laughs> before, I have to say, he's at the jukebox. And the whole thing is kind of like ridiculous. And then Ian slash Steve just gives us this smile. And the whole thing, it's like, oh, the episode's good. <laughs> okay, I'm in. For a, for a moment, the episode was good. <laughs> Because last week was P-U. But this week, you guys, episode 26, Blind Spot, aired April 6, 1994. Amy, would you like to read the synopsis? This I time? would. I, fi- I finally learned how. Steve <laughs> Sanders can't keep a secret and accidentally betrays his buddy. David is vibing with his piano teacher while Donna seeks revenge with Deshaun. Kelly is trying to get the guys to take their pants off for a good cause. Directed by Michael Lang, written by Ken Stringer. Do you remember Ken Stringer? See, I sure do. He was an assistant director, and mm-hmm. then he became the scheduling czar. And then out of nowhere, I'm seeing scripts that he has written. So he's one of the many people that infiltrated the system. It was a nice well, guy. Well, this is one of them. This oh, is wow. his episode. And this is kind of a, a prickly episode, if you will. It's about a very yep. sensitive subject matter uh, and certainly a uh, subject matter that probably hadn't been talked about on a teen show back in 1994. Right. Yeah. Our show was ahead of its time on a lot of totally. things. So mm-hmm. This is something that, uh, you know, wasn't really discussed out in the open. You know, yeah, the we're, term we're referring to, yeah, the, the homophobic undertones of this episode are undeniable. Yeah. Yeah, clearly, uh, that's uh, it's interesting to me that this was called Blind Spot when that really wasn't the a storyline, right? You know, was that an attempt to hide? Yeah, I always love trying to figure out what the heck the, the title of the show means, but you just made me realize that the title is referring to David's storyline, yeah, and not basically the a storyline this week, unless. At first, Steve had a blind spot to what Mm. should be. Mm. And then by the end of the episode, he really realizes where he went wrong Mm. and what was the right thing to do. Just saying. I'm sure that's how they rationalized it, too. (laughs) I I, I don't see it that way. But, um, you know, it's uh, a groundbreaking episode. You know, it was very typical for them to use Steve Sanders as the foil. Um, mm-hmm. There were a lot of episodes that I had to do shit that really wasn't happy about. I think the worst of all of them was when I became <laughs> a living PSA for Sunblock. 
while skin cancer is a very serious problem, it was so stupid. Like this is another one of those episodes where honestly, I think they dropped the ball. This could have been handled in such a way mm -hmm. that would have been more meaningful and less buffoonish. Um, you know, I think it's real was really out of character for Steve to, you know, if he was really friends with this guy to let the cat out of the bag. Agree. Yeah. We all know, you know one thing about Steve Sanders. It's that he was a good friend to people. Yeah. Like if you were in Steve's inner circle, you didn't, this didn't happen. Yeah. He'd be, he'd fight for you. Right. Especially right, after right. what he did for you, you would have never betrayed him. And he was the keg president. So it's like, but it was again, Steve being the foil, you know, it would have been out of character for Brandon to be homophobic. It would have been out of character for Dylan or, or David Silver, but you know, with all the, the out of character, they never minded putting Steve out of character. They love to make Steve learn a lesson. They love to have Steve get it wrong in the beginning of the episode and then fully get it right by the end. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think it could have been so much more powerful um, if they wanted to explore homophobia, then Steve should have had a kiss to figure mm. out what the hell's going on here, you know? And then maybe the realization was for Steve that, you know, it's not for me. It's not for Steve. It's just not, you know, handled it that way. You know, I think it could have been, I don't think the episode was really well written. I think it mm. was pushed and a little forced and contrived. And um, I think they missed an opportunity to do something that really could have spoken a lot louder to the situation, the, yeah. the problem of homophobia, rather than addressing the stereotypes that break it, that, you know, break homosexuality down to something that's verboten, something that's like, ooh, don't do that. I think back then it was more about stereotypes. It wasn't as flushed out of a as a, a topic especially on tv primetime teen drama you know, you know I think it, that yeah this, it, um, everyone's situation is different i mean i grew up in new jersey going into new york city every day auditioning when i was 14 years old i was an understudy in a broadway play i was in the chorus for i remember mama and like every man in the chorus was gay mm -hmm. and I'm looking at this in the mirror thinking, wow, I'm an actor. Am I gay? Mm. I don't think so. I kind of had a girlfriend. I kind of like girls, but I'm an actor. So am I gay? And, you know, it, it was never anything that really crystallized in my mind till I was in college. Um, and uh, one of my classmates is in the bar at night on Thursday night. We had a rat scaler at William Patterson University. And I'm looking at the girls on the dance floor and he says, hey, could I buy you a drink? Mm. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm good. I just got a beer. And I'm like looking at the girls on the dance floor. And while my elbows are on the bar, while I'm looking at the dance floor, his elbow is right next to me. And I kind of feel his elbow touching mine. I look down and I look up at him and he's looking at me. And I knew he was a gay man. And I thought first it crystallized in my mind. I had never had any homosexual experience. But that moment right there crystallized for me that I'm a heterosexual man. I, I told him, I said, look, I'm flattered, mm. but it's just not, it's just not me. Um, but, you know, more power to you. So it was never really a problem for me to be right. around.
the gay community. I accepted it. It's just, hey, you know, everyone, you're lucky enough to find love. I don't care how you find it. If you can find it, yeah. more power to you. So, you know, maybe my perspective was a little skewed. I wasn't happy with this episode. I wasn't happy with uh, with the writing, but nobody ever listened to me. <laughs> so I did my job. Well, I'm going to ask you a question. You said this, you crystallized in that moment in college that you weren't gay, but what about that moment in the jacuzzi with me? Oh, that was way after Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> Are we talking about that, Jenny? <laughs> Wait, I need to know what happened. In the me jacuzzi. and my boyfriend at the time, we, we used to like to hang out with Ian and his girlfriend. I, I loved Ian. I wanted to hang out with him all the time. Apparently, my boyfriend loved Ian, too. No. Wow. <laughs> not, well, you're not going to talk about it. You've told that the took story a turn before. I wasn't expecting. I'll talk, I'll talk about it. We were uh, we went out one night, had a great time, went back to where I was living at the time. My girlfriend and I, we all it, got It was in Encino, in an apartment, Encino. remember? I remember. We, we all got into a, a jacuzzi, and, uh, you know, I had my back to Jenny and her boyfriend, and I'm making out with my girl, and I think <laughs> they're doing the same thing at my back. And then all of a sudden, I feel like someone touching my shoulder. And, you know, as I'm hugging my girl, I'm thinking, oh, nine, oh, two, one. Oh, my God. <laughs> Here I'm thinking, like, this is going to be a hot night of monkey love. <laughs> it's going to go. And, and it's like I'm getting like crazy. I turn and I look at my shoulder and they're hairy knuckles. <laughs> Not the feminine. Did you think it was Jenny? Yes. He was hoping it was me. <laughs> Absolutely. But it was the hairy knuckled guy. And I was like, wow, it was a huge record scratch. That's a twist. <laughs> I'm just not gay. I think that's interesting because most people watching 90210, it was very like, ahead of its time, like you said, I am. I think today we're sort of cringe by parts of it, mm -hmm. but then I think it was, and the one thing I will say that was really accurate is I went to a big college with fraternities where there were guys who were gay in the fraternity and they would have never, they did not come out no. for years later. So that yeah. part was very accurate. Like they definitely did not want anyone to know. Yeah. So that was, that part, Mike Ryan, I have a question about him in a minute, but he was sort of accurate with the way he was portrayed. Artie was the one where it's just like, oh, this guy. Oh, he was a dipshit. What, was this Jack Armstrong's first episode playing Mike Ryan? Because Mike Ryan's been played by two other actors previous yes, to this, I think. Yes, and that's why it's so confusing because mm -hmm. as the fan or the viewer. Viewer, yeah. When you go well, into the cafe, we're like, who is that dude? Who is like, that We don't guy? know who that guy is. Right. And then we go back to the, even we go back to the cake house and we're still like, wait, who is he? And not until someone refers to him as, you know, Mike Ryan, the head of the keg, president of the keg, do we catch on? But that was very confusing, so confusing for, for everybody, but he did a great job. And I remember working with him and he, you know, he embraced this role and loved it. And we had, he had fun with it. Yeah. I can remember. 
Is there ever really a way to thank your mom for everything she does? My mom is my best friend, my rock. I have learned so much from her through the years. Her wisdom has helped shape me and I love celebrating her, especially on Mother's Day. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. And since she deserves the best, send her the best there is. When it comes to flowers, send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. I love that Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farm, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano, you guys. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. You go online, pick the delivery date, and you're done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to your mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code 90210 for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code 90210, books.com, promo code 90210. Hey, everyone. So as you can imagine, we know a thing or two about makeup. We've pretty much tried it all. And we are really liking Thrive Cosmetics because they have a full line of makeup perfect for an everyday look refresh. They have clean ingredients that feel great on your skin. And their products are foolproof, which makes it easy for any skill level to apply. And it's really cool to know that Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Oh, I love that connection. See that? Plus, how cool is it that their uh, high-performance formulas are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free? Amazing. And they have zero parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. I really believe when it comes to makeup, beautiful eyebrows are so important, don't you think? Their Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner helps you achieve your ideal eyebrow look. And their easy-to-use waterproof pencil holds like a wax and blends like a powder. Ooh la la. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash 90210. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash 90210 for 10% off your first order. With the weather getting warmer, finally, it is time for a wardrobe refresh. And when I want to update my style without breaking the bank, I turn to Quince. They offer premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. And washable silk tops, timeless 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They partner directly with top factories, so Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to you. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices in premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. I use the hoop earrings I ordered from Quince all the time. And basically live in the slippers that I ordered on their website. The prices and quality are so worth it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash 90210 for free shipping 
on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash 90210 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince dot com slash 90210. He was a babe too. That guy was hot. I know. It is right? hot. That guy was he was perfect for that. Mm-hmm. I want to know what you guys, when you're watching it, are you cringe at some of the parts or are mm. you like able to go back and say it was ahead of its time at the time? Because that that is real. There were guys in the fraternities that were gay that didn't want to say that part was very accurate. And was that kind of like um you know, the way they treated him with the painting in his door pink and making all those terrible remarks to him in public in Gross. front of other people. Like, was that, is that something that went on in 1994? Probably. Is that something that goes on today? Probably. In certain places. But, mm-hmm. you know, this, I think our show had to take a position on the story that they were telling and that the story w- that they were telling was sh- really shaded from one perspective. We didn't get yeah. to hear, you know, Mike Ryan's story at all. You know, I'm trying to add something here, and I, I, I really don't know what to say. I was not happy with this episode. I, like several of the, I never really watched the show. How about that? <laughs> when it was on, I used to hear from my mom who would watch the show. Mm. We were either working mm-hmm. or that's why you should do a podcast about it because then you can watch it for the first time (laughs) (laughs) they do put steve in a tough meaning you ian because they put steve in this role of sort of being the buffoon in the beginning that doesn't really track with who he is and then of course brandon i mean i love brandon but he always has to get it perfect you know he's always the smart one perfect guy horse right his well, that's literally, literally speaking, that's what a foil does is mm-hmm. something that's juxtaposed to the protagonist who, antagonist rather, who is, shows a difference to highlight a, a particular situation. And, you know, that's, that was my job Yeah, yeah. in a lot of these situations. But, you know, personally, I was never really comfortable with it, but again, just doing my job. You know, this is one of those right. episodes I didn't really care to watch. I thought it sucked when I read it. You know, it was a great story. Mm-hmm. I felt that they really missed the mark on making something that was impactful. But you did do your job well because you mm-hmm. did it with sensitivity and you did it with, you know, this like wanting to learn. Like I could tell that your character was really open to learning and accepting. And that was a great message that your character was able to put out there for all the young guys watching the show. It could have been driven home so much stronger. I do think the speech at the end was very well done, though. When you're like, this is our brother. It doesn't, nothing else matters than what this guy's character is. And I think you showed what the true character of Steve is. Mm -hmm. By Mm -hmm. ultimately, Steve always does the right thing. It just always takes him a minute to get there. (laughs) Those words reek of Steve Wasserman. Um, You think? Yeah. Absolutely. Because he was always the voice of reason. You know, anytime I had an issue, I wouldn't go to Chuck Rosen. I would go to Wasserman or Klein and ask him what's his. And Steve always had a way of rationalizing it in a way that it 
kind of made sense to me that it had more gravitas and, and sincerity rather than something light and superficial. There was depth in the way he would explain it. And in those words where it was, you know, fraternities are about brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Ah, wow. Full circle. But the wind up punch to deliver that was wasn't even a wind up was all over the place. You know, it was incongruous with the character. It was not in line with, you know, a lot of the stuff that uh, the character, my character brought to the table. And, you know, right. we had a stretch. And for me, that that's a huge ask of the audience, you know, and that's why I, I would have a trouble when they would ask me to do this crazy mm-hmm. stuff. Like, come on, come on. It does. It's true because in this one, the only one getting it wrong is Steve, essentially. And then that idiot Artie. But like Donna's got it right. Kelly's got it right. Brandon's got it right. And they're all so like just almost beautiful and articulate in the way they're expressing it. And then it's, yeah. it is unfortunate. Like it doesn't track that uh, this group of friends, Steve's the only one that's fully just an idiot about it. Like he would I have mean, never outed that guy. He would have never line, done his that. His line is this, uh, the sick thing is they thought I was one too. Right. Yeah. Oh, that bothered me so, so much. gross. All right. I had to say that out loud. You had to say that. And a few people heard it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and yet the show still continued to be wildly successful, you know, um, and, you know, it, it things like that are are damaging to the character. It's like, yeah. I don't like Steve for saying that kind of stuff. Like, he redeemed it, himself by the end of the episode. He does. He really does. How, that's how they love to teach the lessons to the people. Always with a bow. Always mm-hmm. with the Always bow. with the bow. How about, have you ever been to a, a gay, gay <laughs> coffee house where it's all gay men That was the arms. worst part of the whole thing for me. I'm like, Serving gay that coffee. doesn't even exist. <laughs> Is that a theme? Again, they, they needed a vehicle. So they had to go, they couldn't go to a, I guess they could. Could they have gone to a bar? No, I think we were too young. Too young for a game. Oh, bar. yeah. You're not. Ah, that would have been money. good. What about when Brandon says, uh, they're not going to cop a feel over a cup of coffee? <laughs> I'm not going to cop a feel. Love that's it. When Mike Ryan's like, that's Ken Springer want, right there. Do you want cappuccino? Do you want cappuccino? Do you want like cappuccino? No, no, no. I've never had a cappuccino. <laughs> Wait, like, can you just clarify for me? Can you say that word again? Me? No. Ian. Ian? Cappuccino. Did I stutter? Cappuccino. <laughs> Cappuccino. Why were you saying cappuccino? <laughs> uh, Jen, I, I don't know. I didn't notice that. <laughs> well, bugged me. Cappuccino. I've never had a cappuccino. Wait, can I just have one like cute I and Jenny moment? Because you call her Jen and she calls you I. And I like want to faint. It's so cute. It's so freaking cute. And this is the first time you haven't just been together on a plane. By the way, yeah. could you two bump into each other more on a plane? Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm going to see Jenny at another event down in uh, Tampa in September. I'll see the, the rest of the cast there as well. Hopefully, Can you please get on my flight? I need to know what this is. Yeah, it's a it's a big 90s reunion kind of thing. Let's That's be on so the same cute. plane because it's so much fun when we're together. Oh, my God. How did you feel about being on the B list for the calendar? They're really sticking it to you in this yeah. one. You can't even yeah. get on the calendar. It's like uh, way to strengthen your your characters, you know, you know, and 
I don't think I even raised a, a, a beef with that. Like, whatever. Let's just get through this, people. You I had, understand you have you had other things to worry about in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True, like the, the script. The B-list. <laughs> like, script like, um, like preparing your chest hair for your shirtless scenes <laughs> in the boxer shorts. I remember. I, what do you mean? Did I shave? I remember. No, you trimmed. I remember. I always trim. I manscape. You you manscape, but back then there was no term for it. There was no manscaping. But you were the person that taught me about manscaping. No way. (laughs) You you were. I taught you about manscaping? Yes. (laughs) You had your little peanut shaver thing. And in the makeup trailer, you would fire that thing up and take your shirt off and just be like the peanut is tiny you got i would like <laughs> use the big buzzer Jenny, you're the one who that. taught stop me that, that i had to groom my arm hair oh yeah <laughs> i told you how to groom your arm hair yes you decided that it needed to be shortened and you showed me how to do it <laughs> maybe it was just a little too damn long <laughs> well it was it was for sure Wait, speaking of sort of like a couple weird notes on this episode, one being (laughs) when Brandon and Deshaun are in the locker room and Deshaun is fully shirtless with the towel around him, looking horrible like he would be in a locker room. And Brandon has full shirt on with a towel. With a towel. Would you stand stand (laughs) next to Deshaun if you you look like that? Yeah. The other cringy thing is how mean y'all are to Andrea for eating. We're like, what? She's pregnant. We're food her shaming alone. her. Is that what it's called now? Be like pregnant. She was, was pregnant and the character's pregnant. And y'all are being so mean. Like, oh, do you need two mega burgers? You need two mega burgers? Mm-hmm. Brenda was awful. She's like, I know I need to stop eating. And she's just shoving the noodles down. And then Brenda's like, yeah, you do. <laughs> like, it's just like, stop the sport. Yeah, and then Kelly right. says that she's eating for three. Yeah. Oh, my God. So it's really mean. Listen, you get one chance, well, maybe two or three in my case, to eat whatever, five in Tori's case, to eat whatever <laughs> you, you want and gain weight, and it's okay, it's acceptable Do it. by society. Uh, but yeah, those are the days. Eat whatever the hell you want, people. What do we yeah. think of the David falling in love with the piano teacher for five minutes storyline? But really- hard to swallow. <laughs> it was just uh, what okay i'm so confused are donna and david back together he are they boyfriend and girlfriend in the beginning of this episode because the donna says they are but then he says roommate it's and like then he very, says roommate and then the the teacher how could she says, tear him up how could she not tear him a new one for roommate, calling like right her there a roommate right when like, when donna walks the into the apartment moment. yeah and she doesn't even see the girl's face like she doesn't even see her or not uh she she doesn't know anything about her but she just automatically gets like upset and hates her because they're playing the piano together and she was so bitter yeah she was so aggressively bitter about it mm-hmm. so do we know if if uh sydney brown who played holly Marlowe? Is so we think blind? she was not because she was in an episode of Mad About You where she was not blind. So we're not blind. assuming she wasn't, which actually also wouldn't happen today. You would never cast somebody. I mean, I guess like Jamie Foxx as Ray, but you would not probably cast that part to a non 
blind actor. No. Right. That's not, that sort of is kind of not cool. She was very good at it. She was very convincing. I thought she was blind 100%. Me too. We don't know if she was playing piano either. I don't think she was playing piano. I'm going to put that good. She was good. I would, I would have believed she was blind more than she was playing that piano. I mean, that's not easy stuff to do. That's like, yeah, you can always tell when they cut away to just the hands on the keys. Yeah. Well, what about Brian? Did Brian like sleeves? Did Brian have that? Those look, uh, I was going to say those looked like Brian's hands. Yeah. Brian does play the piano. And maybe it was simple enough. My gut was he was playing. I think so too. I mean, those look like his hands. I yeah. feel like if this episode was 44 minutes, that they only had script for like 39 minutes because there was a lot of keyboard in the beginning, like just a lot of fill and then a lot of fill of calendar photos at the end, like a good solid minute, 90 seconds, just montage of calendar. So I'm like, yeah. I, I mean, I'm a big fan of this episode. I also remember like the photos from the calendar like in my mind, I was like, oh, I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen that. Like it all yeah. it was very, especially yeah. like Brandon and Luke, like, sorry, Brandon and Dylan, Jason and Luke. Those are sort of iconic images. Like I remember him in that cap, like. Yeah. And that surfboard one, with the water flying. There's so, those two couldn't like do it seriously. They had to make a mockery of it. With their well, you know, costumes. Brian, Brian, young kid, young Brian was so thin. <laughs> hadn't know. hadn't hit his puberty yet, I don't think. <laughs> well, I I don't know, but he didn't mind. I mean, Look, he looked. Was he, a big he, deal. he like embraced it, jumped in, took all his clothes off. I love when he almost he falls was off so that chair cute on the couch <laughs> with a fall. heart candy in front of his, you know. That's yeah. so good. Really good. I love he that was my favorite image. And then you looked really cute in your little golf. Totally. Cap. Oh my God. So stupid. You know, <laughs> again, I had to rewind it because all the boxers, they were panning across all the boxers, all the different patterns. And I saw one that had sharks on it. I was like, oh my God. If Ian is wearing the boxers with the sharks on oh, it, that I'm gonna been freak crazy. out. Crazy. But it wasn't you had ducks on yours and yeah. The, the I remember future I, I hyped predictor. them up on me. And I thought for a second my junk had dropped out the bottom. I was very self-conscious. I thought when you're pulling them up. (laughs) Look out! It got a little got a little breezy down there. It was like a super cute bit. Like that was a cute bit. I was not mad at it at all. No, and I I remember having fun shooting that. Like everybody just had fun. Yeah, that that was good fluff to support a storyline, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. it was ever mentioned before or after. But that was that was a great way to build the whole gay storyline up. Yeah. Help reveal uh, facts and, and, and build story on good architect to build story on. Mm-hmm. We got a brief view of Rocky, too. And- oh, my gosh. He's so cute, that dog, Rocky, too. And don't, you know how sometimes you look like your dog? I think Donna and Rocky, too, have very similar, like, color schemes. They look so cute together. What happened to that dog? Was that the only episode he was ever in? This was his second episode. Yeah, I think that dog might kind of blink away. And did they ever talk about where the dog went? Did they ever talk well, about Rocky where the one dog went to, Rocky 1 went to heaven. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But I don't know about Rocky Two. I guess we'll wait and see what happens in the next, you know, episodes. Is there ever really a way to thank your mom for everything she does? My mom is my best friend, my rock. I have learned so much from her through the years. Her wisdom has helped shape me and I love celebrating her, especially on Mother's Day. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. And since she deserves the best, send her the best there is. When it comes to flowers, send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. I love that Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farm, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano, you guys. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. You go online, pick the delivery date, and you're done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to your mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code 90210 for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code 90210, books.com, promo code 90210. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the 90s cruise. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interactions, and all-out 90s events and activities. Over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, Color Me Bad, Lisa Loeb, Fastball, CNC Music Factory, Jesus Jones, Digital Underground, Sophie B. Hawkins, and more. Hosted by MTV DJs, Downtown Julie Brown, Matt Pinfield, and Lisa Loeb. Taking place January 31st through February 5th, 2025 on Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas, which will be completely transformed to take you back in time for a nonstop 90s action. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to amazing stops in Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico. Head to the 90scruise.com to book your cabin. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Mm-hmm. 
Can I also say that I would have absolutely loved a Donna Deshawn storyline? They had had chemistry, chemistry, right? Uh, that was a miss because they would have been great. They were really cute. They got along. I genuinely believed he liked her. Mm-hmm. She was into it. Like, mm-hmm. I would have liked that. Didn't they have an interracial couple with Vivica Fox and... Brandon? And Jay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I forget the character's name, but yeah. There and was Andrea that. too, but they wouldn't, like, they just wouldn't let it go Jesse, right, the right, distance. Right. right. It's like they dipped their toe in. That could have been a good like storyline offshoot for her character. But yeah, I, I was disappointed too because I always have loved uh, when they do stuff with Deshaun. I hate it though that he was in another Uncle Sam outfit. Like, oh, yeah. wasn't he in an Uncle Sam outfit in, in like- Oh no, I didn't even pick up on that. In the, in the 60s episode. Was he? Was he in the 60s episode? There was like a shot of him at the, you know, hippie thing. And he was dressed as Uncle Sam. Chris, what a great guy. Yeah, he's he's a really good actor. And he is yeah. fine. Yeah. I saw <laughs> I saw when I my note was uh Deshaun is the beautiful in that <laughs> towel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. He was good looking. Also, Leslie Sumner got about one thousand mentions in an episode she is not in. Like they Who really she? gave and her I was like P.S. Who's Leslie? She, you know who she I is. I know who she is. But yeah. When I was watching, I was like, wait, what? They could not have talked about her more. And am I wrong? Or was Brenda literally in one scene? No, maybe three. Two. I think three. Minimal. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe when the Walshes were packing all that lettuce. What's happening that with that? Like I said last week, is there a Band-Aid that's about to get ripped off? I don't know what's happening. It's making me very uncomfortable. And You mean with Brenda? You know, Yes, and you know when you're oh, yeah. like, oh, wait, she's only in two scenes. She's only in three scenes. You know you're anticipating something. You just don't know what it is, but we know what it is. We know what it is. I want to know gone. how it's handled. This is the last five episodes she's in. The, she's oh, really? gone after. Yeah. So, I I mean, I think that's why because, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, there's all the rumors, but she, they're definitely so, not using me. her. It's, it's so <sighs> – watching it as a fan – now, completely taking my own experience out of it, which I've pretty much forgotten anyway. Uh, I don't. I, there, it's so fun when she's around with the group when they're all together and they're all having their laughs, mm-hmm. like at the photo shoot. You know, it, it, Kelly and Brenda are just, you know, ornery together and laughing, and it, I feel like that's going to be so weird for me as a as a fan and as a viewer of the show for the first time to have one of the main characters disappear. What episode was she gone? Halfway through the fifth season? No, the first Tiffany shows up in the very first episode of season five. So so Shannon only really has like five episodes left. I'm pretty sure she's got you've got this. Th- we're getting there. Like, I think Brandon goes to Washington soon. Remember that? There's like the yeah. Mr. Walsh goes to Washington. Those were like that was like the big two parter. And then I think that's right. it. I think Tiffany rolls in in season five, episode one. Is that right? Wait, season five or season? What are we on? Season four. Okay, yeah. And season yeah. four. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it does seem obvious now with our, like, knowing what we know, that she was slowly sort of disappearing. Yeah, I don't Except know Except for that weird 60s episode. <laughs> which, which I kind of wish she had disappeared. Sorry, everyone's going to hate that. No, Charles Rosen, Charles Rosen reached out. He's coming on because he wants to defend that episode, which I was like, bring it. We got a oh, lot of good. questions. 
<laughs> we got a lot of questions about that. Oh, I hope he wasn't offended. But yeah, everybody's entitled to their opinion. And we hate No, that. maybe he can convince us we were wrong. I'm here for it. <laughs> no. <laughs> so like, how do you guys feel about this episode as a whole? Oh, we usually rate it. Z, do you want to? Was it, not, was it not clear that I thought it sucked? I know. I how many it. fingers, one out of ten, would you give it? Two? You know, there were some very wonderful Four? moments within yeah, this. Uh, it can't go any lower than a five. Uh, okay. Any episode. Well, it can, because it has. <laughs> but Last okay. week was a three. Well, if you take the script as the script, right? I actually think you all did very well with what you were given. So for a person like me that's the fan, I was hooked in yeah. even though there's a couple moments that were cringy i think in the 90s i probably was like this is great mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm not sure i would have thought it was cringy in the 90s no would you even know what that was to be you know cringy up? that's a great <laughs> yeah. question that's like literally the best question did yeah. we cringe at things we must maybe winced like ooh. <laughs> but is it cringy we gagged with a spoon no i think then we would have been like I don't think we would have realized how horrific Artie was and just how sort of Steve was not getting it right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think we would have been like, okay, this is the story. And we would have just followed along in the story. And at the end, we would have been like, yeah, get lost, Artie. Everybody else is great. Bye-bye, Artie. (laughs) You know, I think if I would have given this a little higher marks if there was a buildup to Steve's homophobia, if there were other things that led up to it other than this one episode would all of a sudden out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It's just something that that I really felt the show got wrong several times. Well, and we all forget, wasn't David Lasher's character gay? Remember that? In like season one? Yeah, two? yeah. So it's and not it wasn't like- a problem. Yeah. And it's he like, and Steve were very close. Right. And and like it was no big thing. So I don't know. But I give this an eight and a half. I love it. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm going to give it a, a six. There you go. You oh, I, I was like at the end when after the calendar thing, I, I turn off my TV and I'm like, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it redeemed itself with the calendar shoot. Totally. Mm-hmm. And the speech, Steve's speech really kind of brought it. You know, the guys did the right thing. They really did. And they didn't do the right thing in like a super cheesy way. They did the right thing in the right way. Mm-hmm. It was just getting there. It had some flaws. A lot of flaws. <laughs> a lot of and then flaws. you're so mad you didn't get to the Dodger game till the fourth inning. And I'm like, that's when we all get there. Like, that's fine. Do you guys ever, uh, ever do uh, a series of writers episodes to see if there's any uniformity, anything that is obvious that one particular writer's style, like mm. be, I, I think Kenny Stringer did, maybe four or five episodes. It would be interesting to see. That's a great question. To do like segmented series of, okay, now we're exploring Larry Mullins work. Now we're exploring Ken Strainer's or, you know, or we can definitely tell, we can definitely tell when Jason directs the episodes have a totally different. And we've talked about that. They have a, they sort of have a, uh, uh, like a, I don't know how to explain it. They have like a little movement. More fun. It's more fun, wacky sort of, there's like, I don't, a little zing to them. Right. If you watch them, you totally, you're like, oh yeah, there's, it's got a different tone. 
And, and it, I don't mind it. I like it. Yeah, it's it's fun to see you guys whenever Jason directs. It's fun to see the guys' scenes because we, Tori and I, know what was going on <laughs> behind the camera and off set, you know? So it, it kind of comes across in the storytelling. Did we decide that Jason directed the 60s one? He yeah, did, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then he did, he did the Magic Mountain one. And they do, they're sort of zany. Like, <laughs> like hi, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hysterical, Jerry. The funniest is like the one, the, the best one's the one at the Magic Mountain because it's so like I literally picture all y'all like kind of like this doing that commercial. It's, it's like very zany. Cap. It's like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I like it. Well, that's it. I mean, we really don't have anything else to talk about with this episode. I don't feel like there were. I mean, yeah, we covered it all. And you I like you it. You asked me if I if I would write lines on Jason's forehead. Oh yeah, wait, I wanted, that was, oh my God. Before we came on, you guys, Ian revealed something amazing. Wait, you have to tell this. We would shoot double up episodes. Uh, I think we did 32 episodes one season and it was at a point where we would have to shoot two episodes in the time of one. So we had mirror crews. There were two makeup trailers, there were two wardrobe departments, there were two of everything. Two cameras working on different shows simultaneously at the soundstage or maybe somebody was on location, whatever it was. And it happened so quick. There was so much work in such a short amount of time. You know, we really would rely on the script supervisor to help get us into where we are, what we're doing, because I just came from another set. We would go back and forth between different episodes and it would be confusing and you know, there were a couple times where I would have so many words I couldn't remember my lines that I would cut open the cut the script and I would put it on Jason's chest. Like tape and it, I, and I I would tape it to his chest, and I would put my hand on his shoulder and lean in, <laughs> and and you know the camera would be over his shoulder. You couldn't obviously see, but just to give me some cheat sheet to know what I was saying. So yeah, That's that happened so good. several times. I think yeah. the friends, the friends cast is admitted to having their scripts like on the dinner table In kind of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's got to be some scripts that, you know, little Easter eggs on our show where, oh, that's a script right there on the, on the <laughs> table. I, I haven't noticed it, but it'd be interesting to hear from the fans that are, are watching to, you know, question what what is this, you know, little tab thing that's sitting on the sofa back there? You know, we were all in the dark. Yeah, that's yeah. good. You know, whether they were the day's sides or an actual script or, or whatever. There's always, uh, you know, every once in a while. I, I also thought everyone got a haircut for this episode. Like, literally, everyone looked like they had fresh haircuts. I'm convinced <laughs> you all get them at the same time. I'm like, everyone looks like they had a haircut. I, I was wearing it kind of tight. I, I think <laughs> I was using a little final net on that shit. I didn't, I didn't know it. <laughs> You know, I would set Wait, it and what, forget it. I'd walk then? out. You know, Luke was always like fixing his up to. Jason's always straightening his brows, <laughs> his his sideburns because he had some unruly ones. He always wanted them in the same direction. <laughs> you know, Brian would like shave it down; it wouldn't move. But me, like if it if it got too big, it would be crazy. Yeah. So I, I I'd spray it down with some. You- it's not called Final Net, by the way. I thought that what was hairspray. Was Final it? Net. It wasn't Aquanet. Oh, Aquanet. <laughs> What's vinyl? What's vinyl net? I, think I, I think actually it was a product called a VEC, A V E C. 
That's yeah. And it was like glue. I don't know. Clearly, nobody was talking to me about how my hair should be because it was nightmare. Your acting was so good, and your teeth were so bright. The smile is notice. The smile is so dreamy. <laughs> <laughs> like wow. Steve can do anything because he just gives that smile, and I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. Well, I'm glad you think so, Amy. You know, I think I think I know what you're saying. The episode where Steve was uh, Santa Claus in the oh, that was oh, so cute. Was that the smile? Is that no? The, that's just the strong smile moment. is weirdly the '60s episode, and other pe- the other fans noticed it too. They they wrote us that they because we t- commented on it for a good long minute because it was so charming. Well, if anybody sees it, screenshot it and send it to me. DM oh me God. on any social. That is not a so problem. I'm curious. If it's that good, I need to recreate it. It's really good. <laughs> it's almost like, ding. Like, it's that good. Yeah. It doesn't have that, but it's like. A little effect. Yeah. It should, it should have had an effect, a little sound effect, a little sparkle on the canine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not, I know this episode has some cringe, but I'm not mad at I it. I, yeah. I, it was good. It wasn't nearly as bad as last week, so I'm feeling better about continuing forward, which reminds me next week we are moving on. Oh, yeah. What's the next one? The next episode is something about divas, I think. Uh, yeah. Well, it's called Divas. It's uh, mm. season four, episode 27. Everybody, do your homework. Watch the show so we can rip it apart. Yeah, we literally Wait, have- how many episodes did we do this season? 32. Was there more? 32. Oh, this is a season of Double Ups. I think so. It's a little confusing if you count the finale as one or two. I think we're going to count it as two. So 31, 32. Because it's like a big two-hour finale, I think. Yeah. This was one of those years where we worked two crews for like five or six episodes. Oh. Brutal. Wow. Yep. And we're still standing. So far. Thank you, I, for coming and being on the show. Oh, my pleasure, Jenny. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Come all the time. I love you, too. Amy, thank you so much for including me in your little party here. Oh, I, my God, you're the best. The absolute I'm happy, best. To, happy to sit in. I hope Tori's feeling better soon. Yeah, so do we. Oh. Thank you. Yeah, in the meantime. Everybody, have a great week. We love you. Bye, everybody. Enter to win a free cruise for two. On board the 90s cruise, relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the first ever sailing. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interactions, and all-out 90s activities. There'll be over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, and more. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico on Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the90scruise.com slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give 
is, and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877-351-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.